Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mastering College to Career Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Botero, and in this podcast, we help college students just like you get internships and job offers from top companies. In this podcast, we explore topics such as networking, interviewing, resume writing, and many other topics that will get you those jobs. Not only do I speak on these topics myself, but I also interview other subject matter experts, including CEOs, university presidents, and Fortune 500 executives. We also interview college students just like you in the hopes that you can relate to their stories and learn from their journey. So if you're a college student looking to get ahead, look no further and welcome to the Mastering College to Career podcast. All right, so before we get started, I want to take a couple of seconds to tell you about the Mastering College to Career Academy. The Academy is a mentoring program that helps college students land the jobs of their dreams before they graduate. In this academy, I will teach you application hacks that will automatically help you beat over 90% of all other job applicants, networking tactics that will give you access to the hidden job market where over 80% of jobs are filled, interview techniques that will practically guarantee you make it through every round of the interviews and win the offer. And I will also connect you with my network of thousands of HR professionals and hiring managers that love hiring my students. So if you're interested in learning more about this program, just send me a message and let's see if the academy is a good fit for you. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome back to this episode of the Mastering College to Career Podcast. And today we're going to talk about a better way for you to get noticed, right? So you're probably tired of sending messages on LinkedIn or email and not getting a reply. Well, today's guest, I have Steve. Passanelli, and he is the CMO of BombBomb and the author of Rehumanize Your Business. And we're going to talk about different strategies to help you get noticed and get higher reply rate when you are trying to network with people you don't know. So, Steve, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me on, Daniel. No, Steve, thank you. I know we connected on LinkedIn, and I finished reading your book. And I've always been a big fan of video because I can't spell really well, Steve. So anytime that I can send a video instead of writing a two, par- a two paragraph email, I definitely skew to that because <laughs> it's just much better. Hey, I'm with you. I, I can't spell very well either. And I still don't know where commas go in sentences. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a video. I, I don't know either. I'm sure that you probably, we probably messaged back and forth and you're probably like, this guy can't spell. How is he like, how does he write a book? Like, I'm, I, I wrote the idea. My wife edited the whole book. I don't, I wish I could just do a video book, but that's, that's, that's the same. It's the same thing. Ethan, Ethan did the writing. Cause my co-author Ethan Butte, you know, he's, he's the writer. I am not the writer. When I made it to college, uh, they had uh, college or they had, sorry, that English 15 and English 30. Uh, and of course, like the smart kids took English 30, regular kids took English 15 and I took a remedial English four class <laughs> and didn't count for credits until I passed English four and then could finally make it to English 15. So, yeah. I took remedial English and math. I was never really good at school when, when it came to book smart. And then what I realized, I didn't realize how, bl- how big of a blessing it was. I went to a really large university. So university of central Florida, there was over 60,000 students in that university, Steve. And so every test was m- multiple choice. Like there was no way to grade. Right. Like how are you going to, if there's a thousand people in your class, how is the professor going to grade a paper? 
qualitatively, right? It's, yeah, yeah. So then everything has to be kind of like multiple choice. So I never had to write a lot of stuff. Um, so I was able to escape by still can't spell really well. So I'm glad we're talking about video because if there's a lot of students that can relate to my story, especially because a lot of my audience is, you know, minority of my English might be their second language. They might be struggling with this. So this is just a great way. But why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself before we really dive into uh, the strategies? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, I'm, I'm CMO of, of BombBomb. But before I came over to BombBomb, uh, in my previous role, I, I managed a, a sales and, and marketing team. Uh, and we traveled the country and I gave stage presentations uh, for real estate agents on how to use technology. And we would sell our products in the back of the room. And before that, I'd sold CRM systems. Uh, but while, while traveling the country, that's when I discovered video back in 2011. I was actually a customer of BombBomb uh, and learning how to use video myself from 2011 till 2015. Uh, and then I came over to the BombBomb team. But, um, but yeah, I graduated from Penn State uh, University in 2000 uh, and got my first job out of college uh, at, a, at a CRM company, uh, specifically for the, the real estate industry. And I got that job because of who I knew. And it was my, my girlfriend's sister's boyfriend at the time worked there and through that connection and through who I knew got me through the door and then of course uh, you know, everything else you know the interview process was uh was was me but the the connection got me through the door initially and so yeah that's a bit of background so, that's interesting so let me ask you uh, well let's talk a little bit about this this is definitely not the subject of that of the episode but it's important because I talk so much about how over 80 percent of jobs and it's really hard there's no every study that's out there about what percent of jobs are filled through networking or referrals. It's over 80%, right? Oh, yeah. The minimum is 80%. Yep. But from you in a position of like, you know, you're the chief marketing officer, whenever you're looking for a team, like do you first look at who you know, or who does your team know versus going to like monster.com or LinkedIn or like, what's your mindset? Why do you do that? Absolutely. Because um, I've interviewed a lot of people, uh, over the past 20 years and resumes don't tell the story. Resumes are a fraction of the, the full story about each person. And so when you know someone that has a connection and you know that that person, people generally travel uh, in packs of other people that, that are similar to them, right? That, that have the same skill sets, have the same goals, have the same uh, vision for their life. And so if you have a fantastic employee that vouches for someone else, a friend, you know, that, that they know or an acquaintance, of course you want to talk to that person because that's a better resume than what you'll get on a, on a piece of paper. And so your students, you know, they, they have an opportunity right now to connect and form relationships with people through email and through social media and through LinkedIn and, and just by reaching out and, and being visible. Visibility beats ability. And, and so we'll come back to that. And part of that relationship uh, item there is visibility beats ability. If you're not visible, you never have a chance to showcase your ability. Now, video can help you do that, but also just hard work and effort and being in front of people, engaging in social conversations, you know, on, on LinkedIn, et cetera, that'll help you out too. Wow, that visibility beats ability is like, 
an amazing, amazing quote. I, I've never heard it that way, but it makes perfect sense. It, I like, it reminds me of a quote I like, I like hustle over talent, but it's, it's different. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's, yeah, I see it. It's, it's very similar, but, but different. Cause like if, if you don't have that visibility, your ability will never be showcased. Every person that's been in the business world for a while knows of someone that, um, has more business than them or closes more, you know, in, in the sales world, you know, closes more business than them. And their overall skill set might not be as refined, but they're, to your point, they're hustling. They have visibility. They're getting out there. They have more at bats and more opportunities. And so your visibility, if you, if you don't have visibility, your ability will never shine. Th that is, yeah, one, 100%. I think that's, it's an amazing thing to think about because Here's like, you know, I have this presentation that I do very often is, and it's how like most students apply for jobs. And that is they go apply online to every company they meet the minimum qualifications for. And then the applicant tracking system, which now over 98% of our companies use are just, they're just going to um, try to arrange it to the keywords that the company is looking for. But what students sometimes don't realize is that before the HR manager or the recruiting manager goes through all those online applications, they're going to pull out all the referrals first, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to mm -hmm. put all the referrals going to a short pile and they're going to go through those referral first. If they can find the 10 people they want to interview, you know, they generally, you're not never going to really see one interview going on. They're going to interview multiple candidates and from there select. If they, if they find 10 people from the referral list to interview and out of those 10 people, they find one really great candidate that they want to extend an offer to, all those people who applied online never really get, they don't have visibility. They exactly. never got the visibility and they could have more ability to your point, but never got the chance to showcase that. And so that is the importance of building those relationships so that you can get to the interview. It doesn't guarantee the job, which is awesome that you had that similar example. It, nothing guarantees you the job. You just guarantees you the interview and you might have a better chance at the interview because they already have a positive, um, like they already think positively of you because of your referral, but you still have yeah. to go and perform in the interviews. So I really want to show we talk about how to get visibility, right? How do you get, how do you get more visibility as a college student? So what would be some of your advice for college students to gain visibility? I think um, the biggest mistake that, and not just college students, the biggest mistake that any applicant makes, which this happens 99% of the time. And so this is one thing that anybody can do right out of the gate to set themselves apart to get more visibility. And so when someone applies for the job, they are so focused on telling that company, telling that individual, the hiring manager, who, you know, whomever, how their skill sets fit into that company's world. And that's important. And that's important to have the, the, the minimal level of skill sets to, to be um, looked at for that particular role. But the number one way to get people to like you is to be interested in them. And one of the biggest things that people miss, you know, they, they, they think it's a company, it's an entity. A company is made up of, of people and it's made up of the work that people have, have done. And so if you want to get that visibility and you reach out rather than telling them, you know, the, the grades that you got and the internships that you have, which those are all important. And it's not rather than telling them, I misspoke there, but as well as telling them about the grades that you got or the internships or the, you know, the experience that you have, tell them about them, 
Show them that you've done the research about the company. Talk about their latest blog post. Talk about their latest downloadable guide. Talk about the award that they just won last year. Talk about their culture. Identify what the culture is. This is a big one here. Reach out to, to that company, you know, put, throw your hat in the ring and tell them why you are a good culture fit. If you start with culture, and that's what I look for when I hire people, one, are they a good culture fit? The answer is no, then everything else is, is out the door. So if, that do, if that's not a yes, everything else is done. And if people don't start with culture and they just start with their, their attributes, um, it's, it's not a good start overall for me and I know for most of my fellow colleagues as well. And so do your research, that's the most important part. It's not about you, it's about them. It's about making them feel good for who they are, making, and, and I know it almost sounds like you're talking to a child, but in this case, you know, just like you would do with a child, like, hey, oh my God, you guys are, and you don't want to, you don't want to go over the top and just be gushing about them, but relate that back to you. Like you guys did this, this, and this, and you accomplished this goal. And I saw that you worked at Mary's home and you gave food for the so-and-so, you know, I also do that. And this is why I'm so interested in working for your company with like-minded individuals. That's the type of human connection that you want to make first before they get down to the quantitative <laughs> connection. Yeah. I 100% agree with you. I talk about with this with my students, the ones I mentor, how important it is to make the conversation, the first conversation all about them. And the key is finding commonality, right? Yeah. It's, if somebody came to you and said to you that, you know, they're from Philadelphia, they graduated from Penn, like they're also uh, worked in the real estate industry. Uh, they're, they're passionate about speaker, have read your book and left your review on Amazon, like has added <laughs> so much value. That's going to definitely help you get into, get the phone call. Right. And then for sure. Right. And then if you can make it about their story, their journey, instead of coming in like, Hey, I am a student. I need a job. You work at X company and I want to work there too. You just made that all about you. Well, the first conversation is about them. Like I think about relationship building being like, like a long-term relationship is, is like a bank account. You can't just go to Chase and say, hi, I would love to open an account hey, and then Daniel withdraw here. $100. We've just like the teller's going to be like, well, Daniel, you're crazy. Before we move on, you need to deposit money before you can withdraw. You can't just withdraw without depositing money. It just doesn't work that way. Hi, um, and it's the so same good. way yeah. building a relationship. Dream job offer. That's so good. I love that. Career. Yeah. I actually start Monday. And that is all thanks to Daniel and the Mastery College to Career program. Um, I had been looking for a new career for the last five months. For the first four months of that college, of that career search, I had not been with Daniel or the Master in College to Career program. I had been doing it myself, and I got to tell you, I had no success. I got 10 no's from 10 different companies, and at my lowest point, I reached out to Daniel because I had seen stuff about him. I had seen stuff about the Master in College to Career program on LinkedIn, and he actually got back to me that very same day, and we had a 15-minute conversation that changed my life. I decided to sign up for that program and I gotta tell you, it was the best professional decision ever. It led to me getting this job offer for three reasons. The first, I, the course itself is so intuitive. It is step by step, literally everything you would need to make yourself the best candidate, not only for this career search, but anytime down in the future to make yourself the top candidate for any career that you dream in being. Daniel will help you get there. Two. You can actually have some one-on-one -on -one time with Daniel. He actually cares. He knew me by name. He remembered some of the things that we spoke about. He remembered the profession that I was looking at when I met up with him again. Um, and it really made me feel like he actually cared about my success. 
and that made me believe in myself after getting those 10 straight no's. And the third reason is the, the cost of the course itself, you are going to get a huge return on investment. It is literally less than the cost of a college credit and you get a 30 day money back guarantee that Daniel himself promises. And I can tell you within those 30 days of me signing up, I had had three job offers from four different companies, two of which were in the top 10 list of what I was looking for. And that is again all thanks to Daniel and the Mastering College to Career course. Best decision in my life, go look at the website, reach out to Daniel LinkedIn, I promise you, you won't regret it. If you want me to help you reach your career goals, just contact me. And now, let's get back to the rest of the show. And so, how do you suggest getting noticed? Because like, I think students hear this thing about, yeah, you should network. You should network. But they're like, I don't know anybody. Like, I don't even know how to network. Like, I don't know how to even get started. And they're intimidating because they don't know what to say. What are some advice, some like icebreakers or some way to start a conversation? Yeah, it's a, it's the same answer. And so this is something I do today. This is something Daniel that we talked about a couple of weeks ago um, in our previous conversation. You know, I practice grad. I've been practice practicing gratitude for years where every day I would come in and I'd write down the three things I'm grateful for in the morning and the three things I'm grateful for at night. And then, you know, I started sending videos to colleagues and, and it morphed and evolved one way or another over the past couple of years. Well, this year um, I decided to do something different. And, and what I started in January is something that every single one of your students could do right now to get that visibility, to get that exposure, to start building relationships and make people like them. Uh, and it's, it's easy to do. It's going to it's going to start relationships for them and it's going to help them learn what they want to learn about whatever role they would like to you know, get themselves into. And so what it is, is I listen to podcasts. I love podcasts. And so every morning while I'm working out, I usually listen to, to a podcast episode. And it's so amazing these days that, you know, I can listen to the smartest people on the planet at what they do. Like never in the history of mankind could you get on and listen to the, the CEO of whatever company that, that you admire and hear their struggles, hear their, their strengths, hear their wins, their losses. It's so amazing that we have this opportunity. And I was thinking about it and I was like, man, I'm already listening to these podcasts. These podcasts are really helping me. I should probably be grateful for these people and the time that they're spending on the podcast to share their knowledge and their information. So I started tracking. I have a Google Doc uh, just to see and just to hold me accountable. And I started sending a quick video to each podcast, sometimes the host, um, but most of the time the, the guest of the podcast. And again, these are, and I have it up on my screen here. So there's chief growth officers, uh, CMOs, VPs, founders, authors, um, just so many different types of roles here. And I started sending a video and I would pick out one to three things that I learned from their podcast, one to three things. And then I would tell them in that video, I would send it to them in LinkedIn and I would email it to them. Most of the time, it's pretty easy to find someone's email address. Um, I, I do have a system that, that helps me find emails, but you can also just do this on LinkedIn as well because it's easy to send out a connect invite and drop a video in there. And so in that video, it's all about them. I tell them in the text that, 
hey, just a quick note of gratitude for you. I really loved your episode on. And that, that's it. And then in the video, I would, I would reach out and I would say, hey, so-and-so, you know, I loved what you talked about. I have my notes here from, um, from this, this morning, so I didn't send it yet uh, this morning, but it was with Peter Fader. And Peter was talking about customer centricity um, and how the best customers are the best ones with future value, not the cheapest to acquire. Like that was one of the takeaways that, uh, that I had. And like uh, finding customers that were born to love you. It doesn't matter how big they are. It's not about the size of the account. It's about the strength of the relationship. So a lot of things that really resonated with me. You know, I jot down in my notes while I'm working out in between the sets there. And so I'll reach out today and I'll say, here are the two things. Here are the three things. And I have a 76% reply rate from people that I do not know that are in high positions in companies that I respect. And it's not just about the initial reply. I have countless stories of now I have a relationship with that person. Then they like bought my book. Now they're bomb bomb customers, but you know, you don't even have to, don't even think about the future. Just think about making that connection and thanking someone, making them feel good. And when they find out you're a college student listening to them, you're at an advantage. And these connections, you never know what can come up from doing this once a day for the next 90 days, 90 people. That's how you build your, your network. I, I think that is amazing example of how to do it. And then I, I think back of all the guests that I've, that I've had in my podcast, that if, if a student just executed that strategy or even started executing that strategy now, if they were if they still have one year before graduation, there's zero doubt in my mind that they would walk out with a job just, just by zero. executing the strategy. Shat- yeah. I think about how many guests I've had that if somebody's just listening to this podcast, use it on, use this, this strategy on you, right? Like, and read your book and they were into marketing and sales, it would at least buy them a conversation, right? Like it yep. would buy them a conversation. And so I think about like the directors of talent acquisition for Fortune 500 companies that I've had here that if you were to just email them on LinkedIn or message them on LinkedIn or email them, you're one of a thousand people who thought of the idea of messaging a recruiter. But the fact that you referenced it to something that they were part of and mm-hmm. say, Hey, I heard you here. Then that, in, that prompt me to re- research more about you. And then I read four other articles that you, you, you know, and you it's show that time. Yeah, you sh- exactly. The most valuable resource in the world, it's time. And the busier and more successful you are, the higher you are, the busier you are, and the more you protect your time. And the biggest fear that I've noticed from talking to individuals like yourself is that it's not that you don't want to help students, is that you're afraid that if you give everybody 30 minutes, that they actually won't execute what you, that advice and you feel like you're wasting your time. So if you can vet that out for, like, if you take the time to read all these articles or read your book or read, invest time into, understanding why you should talk to them, you pretty much did the vetting for them. And you know, they now feel like you're not going to waste their time. And so it makes it a lot easier for someone to want to help you. Yeah. And that's, and that's why it's key. I love that. That is so good, Daniel. And that's why it's key. When, when I tell them the two or three things that I learned, I actually tell them how I'm going to act upon it. And that last, I don't know if I mentioned that, but that last element is really important. Like, Hey, here are the things I learned and here's what I'm going to do. Like, man, you, the, what you mentioned there also, it's not only the time of the person that you're sending it to, but that person, especially in a video, and here's where video comes in 
so well. When people actually see and they hear you, they can physically see that you gave them time and now they're listening to the time that you spent researching them, listening to them, talking, you know, figuring out things about their company. So it's a two-way street, just like you were mentioning before. And so they're like, wow, this person spent a lot of time. That's the instant feeling, you know, that, that they get. You know, there's, um, there's an article called the, the Epidemic of Facelessness. And it's in the New York Times. And it, it basically says in a nutshell, I'm going to do a horrible job paraphrasing it, but in a nutshell, if we don't see each other, if we're not looking at each other, either through video or face to face, we don't recognize that other person as a human being. There's something innate in us that doesn't trigger, that doesn't say, hey, I'm speaking with a human. And you guys can see examples of this. If you go online and you read a polarizing article and then you read the comments underneath and people are just like mean and venomous towards one another. And if they're face to face, 90% of that would go away, right? And it's just because they can't see the humanity in the other person across from the keyboard. Video, when you send these videos, when you try to make these connections, they see the humanity in you, they see the drive in you, they see the excitement in you, and then you're backing that up with the actual work that you've done, whether you listen to a podcast or you're reaching out for a job interview. It is powerful, and that's why you wanna do it in video, no text. Black text on a white screen isn't who you are. It can never convey who you are as a person, but a video can. I, I love that. And, and one of actually the things that, one of my biggest takeaways from your book, right, is it, it's not about a production. Actually, sometimes what you do with your camera phone, it, it just it comes off as more genuine. And it, it was interesting to learn that like big brands were dumbing down their quality to make it more personal. So maybe yeah. you want to talk about that because I think students might psych themselves up because like, well, I don't, I don't have equipment. I don't have a mic. Like I don't have all these things and I'm reaching out to these like executives or really successful people. And I, I feel like if I don't do it in the quality they expect, they're going to dismiss me. Yeah, so you want to do it in the humanity that they, that they expect. And humanity doesn't necessarily equate to quality. There's a shiny authenticity inversion. And the shinier that something is, the less authentic it generally feels. Like we watch commercials. The commercials are highly produced. They're shiny. It comes from the, the minds of people that sat there and carefully crafted that 30-second message. But something like a, a video message comes from the heart. You know, it comes you're speaking on the fly. Like you don't want to juxtapose that against like a green screen background and, and a script that you wrote out. If you're gonna reach out to these people, being a bit nervous is okay. Saying um is okay. Reading a script and writing out what you wanna say and what you learned just takes your humanity and takes you, it takes you out of the message because now you sound robotic and, and there's that shiny authenticity. It's fine to hold out your phone, it's fine to flip open your computer and just start speaking and saying, hey, oh, oh I'm you know, so nervous reaching out to you, but I had to because what you wrote about this issue really speaks to my heart and I just wanted to say thank you. And if you stumbled over those words, that is fine. It's a part of your excitement. It's a part of being human. And that's what you want to convey in your videos. I think that's, that's amazing. And because it is, sometimes we, we overthink it. And I, I can definitely see students overthinking the fact that, oh, this video needs to be perfect. There can't be any ums or uhs. And I, I should script it out because I, I don't want to mess it up. And it's like, no, like actually 
if it's perfect, there it's some, there's something wrong with it. Like there, yes, yes, there's something wrong with the per, the if you perfectly create a very crafted script, it, it doesn't right. sound genuine, right? It's it's because there's marketing through video and there's relationships through video. Marketing through video should be perfect. That's the video that you're going to put on your website when you. Uh, you know, when you land your job and you, and you make an awesome website and you're trying to sell your product and you're pitching it, that, that video should be perfect. You shouldn't have mistakes and, and things like that in that video. Relationships through video, video for communication or communicative purposes, that is allowed to have those mistakes. And too much perfection is, or perfection, not too much perfection, but perfection is, is bad in that style of video. It's unnatural. So when, it's a, when the video is meant for a one-on-one consumption, you can have mistakes. It's preferred to just be natural. When the video is built for to be put on your LinkedIn profile as a feature post, when it's something like that, then you expect it to be more like in terms of more crafted, more thoughtful into the messaging. Um, you want to craft it better. Is, am right. I understanding it correctly? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like like a, a homepage video on your website, a video if you uh, are an artist or something you want to create, you know, a video of, of, of all your cinematography or what, what have you like, yeah, that should be perfect. You don't want mis- mistakes in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's marketing. So you just think about it. Is this, is this video for marketing or am I trying to communicate? And if you're trying to communicate the more raw, the more organic, the phone videos, that is exactly what you want. If you're trying to really you know, market yourself, you, know, you, you can have, and, and like we talked about before, there are companies like a lot of soda companies are dumbing down. Like, so, so there is a, there is a drive even in the perfect video world to make it less, less perfect and more, more, you know, engaging. So, so one of the, um, one of the strategies that I, I kind of want to push students and I want to get your thoughts on doing is think about your LinkedIn page, right? That's becoming your new resume. Uh, your your LinkedIn profile page, and every single one of what your jobs is. Imagine if if a student created a one to two minute video and it attached the link, similar to how you have your book attached to um, under your LinkedIn profile. But it's a video explaining what they did at the job. Right? Mm. They'll still have the bullet points, but now there is a video. Do you think that would be beneficial? Or That's an awesome idea. yeah, That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, because it's it's not just about again numbers can be flubbed, resumes are flubbed. You know, people over exaggerate what what they've done. That's just and and most seasoned business professionals know that. Like they know they don't look at the resume and t- and take it at face value. But at the end of the day, it comes down to people. You hire people per people first, uh, and having that video there and talking about that role and and the excitement that that you had for you know for that role. Absolutely. That's a great idea, Daniel. I think about like the resume and I tell my students all the time, like if you, if you really truly think about what a resume is, it is the most biased document in the world, right? It's all of the great things you've ever done in your life with none of the bad. And everybody reading it understands that you've taken countless hours to perfect this one page document. And if you read any study out there, it says that over 70% of people lie or exaggerate on their resume. And yeah. you're right. Like I remember working at PepsiCo and being in charge of campus recruitment for one of the core schools and reading hundreds of resumes. And I just took it as a grain of salt. Like if you had like, I managed 10 people, I, I really just automatically thought you managed like two. Because <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, most likely. And, yeah. and again, you know, finding out, sorry, I got my glasses there. Uh, so finding out like who the person is on the inside will help you determine how much of their resume is true. Right. And so I think it comes down to if you could get a referral and your resume is then handed to the decision maker, your resume is no longer biased. It is now as, as truthful as it yeah. is the relationship that the person who handed that resume has with that person, right? Yeah. Like yeah. if your wife were hand you a resume, you would actually respect it a lot because of the relationship you have with your wife, right? You would actually take a look at it. It wouldn't be like a 10 second look. If a complete stranger handed you a resume, then it would be treated like somebody who randomly applied unless they had already built a relationship with you um, yeah. and everything like that. Yeah, that's a, it's a great line. I learned this from one of my buddies, uh, Chris Smith. He, uh, he always uses the line, if, he, if he's not getting something, and this is totally irrelevant to our topic today, but, um, but it's interesting. He says, if he's asking someone to do something for him and, and they say no, his next line is always like, well, what if I was your cousin? What would you do? <laughs> and then it gets them thinking about what they would do. And just that thought of them breaking through the no and thinking about it, like it works. And then like he got let on to planes. He got let on to like, to, hey, if I was your cousin, what would you do right now? Yeah. And, and the person's like, uh, well, you know, I probably, okay, well, can, can you just pretend this one time? <laughs> so, I, I can yeah. see that working, at least breaking the ice and just making it, you know, it really is just break the ice. Yeah. Wow. Steve, that, I think this has been awesome. Any advice, final advice, if there is one big takeaway you would want students listening to this podcast to walk away from this episode to be, what would that be? Yeah, you're your most valuable asset. It's not a piece of paper. It's not the text on the screen. It's who you are as a person. I know that sounds fluffy and soft, and but it's, it is true. It is true. And you have to believe in yourself. And if you were in front of more people more often, would you get the job that you want? Would you be in a better position? And the answer is yes. And so the way to do that and the way to scale yourself effectively is be interested in other people, be interested in what they're doing, and send them videos. And, and it's, a, it's a simple strategy. I think that everyone could do it. And if you did it now, if I knew this 20 years ago, even though video wasn't that popular 20 years ago, but just being interested in making connections, if I knew how important connections were 20 years ago, I would have started much, much earlier. So yeah, start making connections. It's amazing. Steve, thank you so much. I, I will have posted your LinkedIn uh, profile in the show notes. So if students want to connect with you, that I know that that's the best way to connect with you is through LinkedIn. Um, and I highly encourage students. I know that this book was really built for business owners and, mm -hmm. you know, for people to like grow their business. But if you just change the business, you are a business, right? I teach all my students this. You are a business. You are a million dollar brand yourself. If you were to read this book, I'll put a link onto the Amazon as well. If you were to just read this book and exchange the business to yourself and execute the strategies for yourself, um, there's no doubt that not only would you walk away with a job, right? Because you would network your way, but you would have a successful career because relationships are the true currency, right? It's not so, it, that is, it comes down to it and building relationships are key. So Steve, thank you so much. Uh, you've, this has been an amazing, amazing episode. Well, thank you, Daniel. I enjoyed my time on here and good luck to everybody that's, uh, that's out there. Thank you. And, and for everybody else listening, catch you guys on the next episode.
All right, my friend, congratulations for making it all the way to the end of the podcast. In the age of short attention span, this speaks volumes of you. So now, if you found value in this episode, then I am sure you're going to find value in the Mastering College to Career Academy. So if you want to learn more a little bit about that academy, go to masteringcollegetocareer.com or just send me a message. And thank you so much for listening and catch you guys all on the next episode.